Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the Old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. On this week's show, we're going to revisit our conversation in January of 2021 with Chuck Huckleberry. He recently retired as the Pima County Administrator, and we spoke with him just before the opening of the historic courthouse, which has been renovated as a visitor and tourist destination. Today is April 10th, 2022. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core. We shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to U Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track. Right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android using our Downtown Radio Tucson app. Of course, you can reach us on the show, contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. You can interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, our podcast is available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. And you can also listen to our past episodes by getting to our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org. Well, it's been in the news this week that Chuck Huckleberry has officially resigned his position as Pima County Administrator. You may know that uh, he has held that position for several years, and in late 2021, he was cycling downtown. Uh, He was involved in an accident that uh, sent him to the hospital for an extended period of time. He is home and going through the recovery process, but has uh, given up the reins of being Pima County Administrator. The supervisors accepted that and announced that Jan Lesher would be taking on that role. Uh, she's, I think, been in the interim, and now she's going to do that on a full-time basis. Well, we thought this weekend, as we were, as I was being the MC for uh, the courthouse stage of the Tucson Folk Festival, I was there in the shadow of the Pima County Courthouse, and it just kind of dawned on me that you should replay this interview we had with Chuck Huckleberry. It's a little dated. It talks about the the historic courthouse being renovated and about to open to the public. We now know, of course, it is fully open to the public. Uh, so some of the material, again, it's uh, referencing an earlier time. But I wanted to replay it because I just love the enthusiasm of his voice and how proud he was of this accomplishment of getting the historic courthouse renovated and open to the public. So here's an interview from January of 2021 with Chuck Huckleberry, then the county, Pima County Administrator. Um, name is Chuck Huckleberry. I am the County Administrator, and according to the county code, I am the CEO of the county, and um, I'm responsible for all of the departments and agencies of the county that are not uh, run by uh, a separate elected official. So that's it in a nutshell. Well, that's a, a pretty big group of folks to, uh, to be managing on a daily basis. The uh, point of the call today really was to chat about the Pima County the Historic Courthouse and the renovation, but obviously 2020 has been an interesting year for everyone, and the county has been involved with a lot of uh, projects uh, throughout the entire region, but also specifically for our purposes uh, in downtown. There's been a really strong partnership, I would say even stronger than in the past, between uh, Pima County and the Downtown Tucson Partnership. And just just curious how that came about or what some of the things that you've been working on to, to help in the area. Well, it is, um, the downtown, the county 
I believe, is the largest employer downtown. So many of our employees uh, operate uh, in the downtown simply uh, during the day because they work in one of the downtown facilities or downtown buildings. So we have a keen interest in making sure that the downtown is livable and attractive and uh, basically continues to provide services to the employees of the county as well as the general community. Well, and I know from uh, my role on the on the partnerships board, uh, the county was instrumental with helping the small businesses through some grant funding uh, and some uh, setting up some testing sites and just just helping in general, keeping you know the best that we can the doors open um, for for those that are that are making downtown their their entrepreneurial launch. I think that uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic threw everybody for a loop. Um, the county is the public health agency, and so we provide public health services countywide. It's in incorporated places as well as the unincorporated area of the county. Uh, the downtown, we uh, decided early on to work closely with the partnership in order to develop a model for our assistance to small businesses and the restaurants that populate the downtown because we felt it was important that they survive uh, during the pandemic. Um, the partnership uh, has, has helped immensely. Uh, they've even to lately coordinated what we call testing sites, uh, the testing sites for the COVID-19 infection uh, in the downtown area. And so uh, we enjoyed a great partnership with uh, the Downtown Tucson Partnership and are really using them as the model associated how we expand our assistance to businesses or small businesses, particularly uh, that program now has been expanded to Fourth Avenue, uh, yes, a couple of businesses on Mount Lemon, and some of the other businesses in the unincorporated area of the county. Well, and if you're out and about anywhere in the area, you're seeing billboards and signs on doors about ready for you, and that's the protocols that the county put in place to the best that we can ensure safety for uh, for those returning to business. Uh, that's correct. Uh, downtown Partnership was essential in helping getting uh, all of the small businesses and the restaurants uh, registered in our program and understanding clearly what the obligations were uh, to maintain that uh, seal of approval, which really says that the business is doing everything possible to uh, prevent the spread of COVID-19 and that uh, it essentially is, is uh, you know, not 100% sure on any of these cases, but it's, it's safe, as safe as it can be in order to visit that business. Yeah, I think safe as it can be, that's our, <laughs> that's our motto these days. Just, we, uh, we don't have complete control, but we just do everything we can to make it the, the best environment we can. Correct. Uh, well, the, the exciting part about um, coming out of this pandemic, and, and I don't want to minimize the pain that people are still going through, but Tucson has been identified as, as one of those uh, potential um, uh, places that, that could really have a, a strong growth coming out of the pandemic. We seem to be situated well with our economic development, with our construction, and I think a lot of folks from what I'm being told and what I've been reading are looking at, at the region as a place they may want to come uh, to, to expand their business. And that, that seems to be a positive light for the next few years coming out of a pretty dark year. I think we're poised to see significant expansion and economic recovery uh, once the pandemic gets under control. 
And hopefully that'll be about the summer of uh, 21. So I think 21 is going to be probably a very good year. It's hard to predict, uh, but you never know what the next uh, crisis will be. But we don't see one in the future, and and we see COVID-19 actually uh, beginning to to wind down as we continue to get vaccinations uh, out into the community. So I think it's, it's uh, you know we have a, I think a pretty bright future. Uh, simply because, uh, you know, we're a medium-sized community. Uh, we've got a lot of positive things going in economic development. Uh, the economic revitalization of downtown continues even during the pandemic. So those are all positive signs. Well, I am, uh, I am looking forward to getting out and about, and I know everyone wants to get back to their shows at Rialto and, and uh, dinners at Hotel Congress and such. And uh, as soon as it's safe, I think we'll see a, a, that <clears throat> flood of people coming back down. And I think one of the reasons they're going to be coming back down is uh, we are really at the launch point of the renovation. Um, I think it's been going on about five or six years since the county moved operations out of the historic courthouse. And it's quite a different facility on the inside. The outside still looks great. The inside's quite a bit different than it was um, in 2015. We, um, we completely renovated the historic courthouse, and its renovation will essentially be complete in uh, probably mid-January of, of 2021. Um, we, as you know, moved uh, assessor, treasurer, recorder, our justice courts out of that and into a new building on uh, 240 North Stone, which is the public service center of the county, uh, and just went about methodically uh, renovating the old courthouse from taking out all of the accumulated wiring and things that had been put in that building over 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 years uh, to going in and reinforcing the old structure, bringing a lot of it up to current codes and uh, doing renovation and and remodeling. Uh, It will be what I would believe will be the cultural and historic center of the community uh, as as it opens. It's also the location of the January 8th Memorial, which is um, nearing completion now. Um, housed uh, within the historic courthouse will be the U of A Mineral Museum, which will be, I think, an international attraction. Uh, our um, visitor center, uh, we have a regional, Southern Arizona Regional Visitor Center located on the first floor. Uh, Visit Tucson, which is the component that basically uh, promotes tourism of the region is located their offices in the building we have our attractions and tourism department located in the building and i believe that it will be one of the major attractions uh, in the entire region which means all of southern arizona arizona and the southwest simply because uh, the the assets that sit in that building are significant and uh, it uh, will become a major attraction along with the January 8th Memorial, uh, which uh, I believe there will be a renewed efforts in Congress to get it designated uh, as a national memorial. So it equal one of just a few in the country. So it has a, a very bright future as soon as we're able to get people back out safely in the community. And uh, I think some of the facilities will probably open to the public as, as early as April of uh, the 21, but we just you know, that that date is a little tentative. Uh, we just have to see where we stand with uh, COVID-19 infections and 
the degree at which the community is vaccinated. We are replaying an interview from January of 2021 with Chuck Huckleberry. He recently announced his official retirement from uh, the county. And we wanted to highlight this interview and show one of his lasting legacies with the Pima County Historic Courthouse revitalization. We'll be back to this interview in just a few minutes. First of all, I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. We are back to finish up that interview with Chuck Huckleberry. And as a reminder, this is from January of 2021. Some of the information is dated. It was appropriate then that uh, we now know time has passed. But we really, I really wanted to highlight the, the enthusiasm and the pride that um, Mr. Huckleberry has in the revitalization of the Pima County Courthouse and its ability to really highlight the history of the region. So let's jump back into the second half of that interview. Well, the building itself is, I think, one of those iconic places in the Southwest. It shows up in a lot of uh, different footage and postcards and, and murals and such, so I think people are fully familiar with it. And knowing now what's what's happening on the inside, I mean, the partnerships that you must have had to engage in, I mean, the, the, the Gem and Mineral Museum, uh, I mean, this is a huge coup. This is not, this, this is a major, um, uh, event for for the downtown area to get that from uh, cooperation with the university, and I think they're, they'll uh, when you begin to and see the mineral museum, it is a world class exhibit. Um, it is uh, you know at the university where they're in the plant the I think the planetarium, they had very limited space and couldn't display much. Uh, here they have much bigger space; they can tell a story. Of, of minerals and gems uh, throughout the world. And I think uh, when people begin to see it, they will understand that it is a world-class attraction. And that's your, that's your background, right? Mining and engineering, or did I have that? No, you, you have that correct. Okay. My first degree was in mining engineering, and my second degree was in, in the master's was in civil. So, yeah, I'm basically an engineer by training and um, have been doing administration and management for quite a long time. Well, so you had, had some connections with the uh, the college there at the university for uh, for, for mining, um, maybe grease some wheels there to get that happening. But you know, obviously Tucson with the Gem and Mineral Show is already the epicenter for a lot of uh, folks interested in, in that area, and to house it all in one space, um, which uh, I don't, I'm, I'm excited. I know a lot of people that are, are excited by that, and to get there when you walk in, you've got uh, right there on the first floor the, the Heritage uh, and Visitor Center. Yep. Um, which is, I have not seen it, but I understand it's, a, it's like an interactive display of, of... It's an interactive display of every attraction, and it tells the history and culture of Pima County in a, in a form that is uh, visual, uh, has uh, artifacts on display, 
It will have uh, the original 1893 map of Pima County uh, when it contained both Cochise and um, Santa Cruz counties, uh, done by George Roscrooge, uh, the original surveyor of the general area. It will have uh, the appointments of uh, Wyatt Earp and Johnny Behan as the deputy Pima County sheriffs. Um, we have those original documents, and as you well know, later on, uh, Cochise was separated from Pima County in the 1880s, uh, and then uh, obviously both Wyatt Earp and Johnny Behan were involved in the uh, Tombstone uh, OK Corral uh, shootings. Uh, and they, I think as you walk around that area, you can see the footprint of the original Presidio uh, from the late 18th century that, that really was the foundation of Tucson and and you're just a block away. I mean, you're literally a, a good athlete could throw a football to uh, hit the Presidio Museum uh, from, from the courthouse. So it really is a, a cultural center, uh, as you said, of, of, uh, of the region. And I think we, when we built the January's Memorial, the first thing we really had to do is go in underneath the memorial and do archeological investigations and recovery. And during that process, we found the uh, original first jail uh, in Pima County. Uh, we found the si first uh, city hall, the uh, city of Tucson. Uh, and below that, we found artifacts related to the Presidio. Uh, when you just walk another 30 or 40 feet uh, to the east and kind of in the courtyard area of the existing uh, 1929 courthouse, are the foundations and location of the 1880 courthouse. So you have this whole, and now you have the, the original courthouse in 1929, you have its 1950s edition, uh, and it's, um, I think, restored to its original condition. Uh, the only thing that hasn't been removed out of the building is the um, boilers that were used uh, to actually heat the building uh, with diesel fuel in, say, 1929 and 1930. Uh, the other interesting, we'll say, historic component of this is that uh, courtroom one uh, has been restored to its original 1929 condition, and that was the courtroom where Dillinger and his gang were uh, arraigned after they were arrested in Tucson and then ultimately um, extradited uh, back to, I believe, Indiana. Yeah, I think they were extradited to a, an escape-proof prison in Indiana, which they promptly escaped from. Uh, so they should have stayed here in, in Pima County. <laughs> uh, yes, and we have... In that Dillinger courtroom, we'll have kind of uh, about an eight or ten minute clip that you know, re you know, recreates the court hearings and the proceedings and the actions uh, and uh, what occurred at that time. Well, I was doing a little research and found out that uh, a few years later, and uh, I think it was in the '90s, uh, Johnny Depp, who later played John Dillinger, uh, was actually in that same courthouse for a speeding ticket. So uh, we may That's have correct. we have may may have been the inspiration for. Uh, for Johnny Depp's move into that uh, into that role, and uh, we have a uh, on the second floor we have a uh, you know unique cases and in, in the courts in Pima County and uh, Johnny Depp was obviously a future uh, movie star but we had Clark Gable oh. uh, in the fifties in that courtroom in a civil proceedings related to a traffic accident. Interesting, yeah, that's Tucson was the hot spot for the celebrities for sure. Um, it, a question on the on the January eighth memorial. I mean, we're coming up um, when this airs. It'll be just after the the tenth anniversary of the events, and 
Um, I, I know most people are familiar with that, but the memorial, my understanding is it, it's not, it's really focused on the concept of, of democracy and participation and civil discourse and, and honoring what Congresswoman Gaff, uh, Gabrielle Giffords was doing with her Congress on the street and, and engaging the public. Um, is, that a, is that a fair Yes, that, that's fair. It's it's uh, it's named the embrace, and it's really modeled after how the community came together after the shooting, uh, and so it's really it's really this model and concept of you can disagree, but you need to do it in a civil manner uh, and do it in a way in which uh, every everyone is respected in their opinions. And the and the the bulk of the memorial is outdoors. Yes, it is. Most of it's outdoors. Uh, we'll have an interpretive uh, signage, uh, but uh, it's quite, uh, if you begin to look at it and see it, it's quite stunning. Uh, it came out uh, what we call it. It's almost in perfect unison with the concept of the courthouse. It doesn't overpower it. It actually supplements it, uh, and, it and it it's threshold. It's it's where you enter, you know, goes through the main court or the center of the courthouse through the archways. And so, it's uh, it's really integrated into the 29 courthouse. And is it is it open air and freestanding, or do you have to go? Is it enclosed in a way, or can, can it, people walk it, through it? It's open air and standing. People walk through it. They can uh, go through the interpretation of the very signage and symbols. It has four gardens uh, in each quadrant uh, dedicated to some of the victims. And so you can go off the concrete pass and walk on decomposed granite paths as if you're walking through uh, the natural desert or uh, the areas that are dedicated to these individuals who like unique things, like uh, we have a Christina Taylor Green, which is a butterfly garden. We have uh, a Daryl Stoddard um, garden, which is dominated by saguaro cactus. He likes saguaros, and so each of the gardens has their own theme. We have a garden dedicated to Judge John Roll, uh, who was a, a federal district judge here uh, at the time of the shooting and was killed in the event. Wow, so much, so much history, so much emotion um, tied up into one, uh, one, one specific area of Tucson. I think you're right that it will become uh, that destination spot as people are are finding their way around the Southwest. Well, Mr. Huckleberry, yeah, certainly will. I, I have got all of my questions answered. However, um, I may not have covered everything that I should have. Uh, so is there anything that that we, we should have discussed or anything that uh, you'd like to bring up? Anything? This will be airing in mid-January, so anything coming up in the near future that uh, people should be made aware of? Uh, not really. I think you pretty much covered it all. Um, I think the most important point is that uh, as we open the courthouse back up, it's really a public facility. Uh, has very few offices in it, and so people should feel free to come down and visit and uh, look at the history and culture of Pima County dating back to the Presidio. Well, we'll find some links to the, um, the courthouse itself and make sure we post those on our social media. And we'll also uh, keep people apprised of the, uh, the dates. So as, as things open up, we will uh, make sure to, uh, to head folks uh, in that direction and just explore, um, explore this amazing part of history. And I'm, I'm kind of excited by the archaeology and, and you know, the, the original courthouse and some of those, or original jail cell and some of those things that you found. I, 
that's the stuff that gets me uh, gets me somewhat excited. Yeah, they had uh, railroad spikes in the floor so that the prisoners couldn't dig out from underneath the jail. So that's kind of unusual. Well, uh, we, we do what we have to do with the tools we have at our disposal. Well, Mr. Huckleberry County Administrator, I appreciate your time. Um, you're a native Tucsonan. I've, you've, you've, you've seen quite a transformation of your city. I, I hope you're, uh, I, I imagine you're proud of, of your role in that expansion and, and growth. And, uh, and I thank you for, uh, for, for the year part, and I thank you for your time today. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. All right, sir. Have a fantastic day. Thanks. You, you too. Bye-bye. That was Chuck Huckleberry from 2021. Uh, you know, I had the uh, I had a tour of the courthouse from uh, Mr. Huckleberry just a few weeks before his bicycle accident, and it really was a kind of a crown jewel in his achievements. From his uh, his home his uh, hometown here in Tucson, he was very proud to be highlighting that history. My name is Tom Heath, and you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087 BK number 0902429 Equal Housing Opportunity Episode 198 is complete. Welcome to April. I mean, well, I guess we're in the middle of April at this point. Easter is next week. And then next thing you know, we're talking about how hot it is in the summer. But right now, the weather is great. Second Saturday is back in downtown last night. All kinds of activities. The Made in Tucson market's happening just off of 4th Avenue. Amazing things going on. If there's something you want us to be covering, something we should be sharing, uh, hit us up on our Facebook or Instagram page. Better yet, tag us or share something on our page so we can do a little bit of research. And uh, we'd love to highlight those hidden gems. I believe coming up next week, we've got uh, the team from uh, Tucson Food Tours. They've been doing that for about 10 years, highlighting local businesses in the downtown, primarily downtown area. And we're going to find out their backstory and a little bit more about their touring business. But again, if there's anything you want us to cover, Instagram, Facebook, or even just send us an email, contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. The uh, interview with Chuck Huckleberry is one that I truly enjoyed because, again, I, I liked his enthusiasm uh, of, of the project. And having now toured the entire facility, I, I, I'm, I can see why he was so excited to share it with us. Hope you have a chance to get down to the historic Pima County Courthouse and, and check it out. And in that vein, we're going to leave you with a little music today by a a couple of band here, uh, Neon and Nude, and this is from a 2018 album. The album is called Featuring the Female Gazes, and as uh, many things happen at a courthouse, one of those is weddings, and uh, this song's about that. This is their song, Courthouse. Have a great week, and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar.